Welcome back to the Breakthrough Podcast with Pastor Danny Anderson. Hey, guys. How's it going? You very doing good. good? Very doing good. good. Good to be back. Okay. Good to see you. We have a topic today that is going to touch every single person. We're glad you're back with us. We love that you join us every single month. And today we're going to talk about how to make great choices. Now, when we were talking through this podcast and researching about it, you know, we found out that you make 35,000 choices a day. Mm. And it's amazing that you can make all those choices and one bad choice can really derail Mm. your life, depending on the gravity of the choice. But today you're going to help us figure out how to make really great choices. Yes. In fact, the research that we looked at from Cornell University said that we just, we make 226 choices a day, just about food. About food. About food. Wow. Is that even real? Is that? That's a ton. That's That's a ton of choices. Yeah. And it makes me have a little bit of grace for swinging through Dairy Queen last night. No, (laughs) we're going to make great choices. We're going to make great choices. I'm excited about this. Whether you feel like in your life you're making, you know, you're spot on or you're really struggling, there's always a chance that you could do better. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to hear. So tell us a little bit about how we can make these great choices. Yeah. So recently I read a book called The Last Arrow by Erwin McManus, and I've read some others by him fantastic author. Uh, he's a pastor out in mm-hmm. California and um, great speaker. And in, in, in the book, he talks about uh, making choices. And there's actually a fantastic quote from the book I wanted to start with today. And he, he said this, he said, the most spiritual thing you will do today is to choose. Hmm. And whether you realize it or not, every choice you make has an effect on your future. In fact, the choices you make are the material from which the future is made. Hmm. Now he has uh, gotten some pretty strong feedback on that. Yeah, <laughs> I can me. see why. I can see why. Uh, but I love that quote. I love that quote because what he's essentially saying is that the way God has set things up, and I know not all of our listeners today are necessarily people of faith or Christ followers, but uh, the way what he's saying is that that the way God has set things up in the world is that by means of choice, we get to participate in creating our future. In other words, Mm -hmm. it's as if God is saying to you and I, through the power of choice, let's partner together to create a better future for you. I I feel like that's a pretty big idea. It's a Mm -hmm. bold statement to say that our choices are what's going to dictate our whole future. Can you give me examples of what you're talking about there? Help flesh it out. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and when you really think about life, I mean, it it, it does, when you think about your current stage of life, wherever you are in life, Mm -hmm. um, how did you get to where you are today? And if, when you think about it, you, you realize, well, it's because I made this choice and I made this choice and I made this choice. And that's mm-hmm. how I ended up in the position I'm in today. Mm-hmm. That's not saying that there weren't other factors. You know, mm-hmm. choices aren't the only thing. Right. Uh, and I think that's why Erwin got in some trouble with that, with that uh, quote. He, it's not the, you know, our choices are not the only thing that shapes the future, but it is a, a, a big part of what shapes our future. Sure, uh, sure. So the example that comes to mind is, um, let's just say, for example, a person is in their 40s and they want to retire early. Mm-hmm. They want to retire at 50. That's a decade, maybe mm-hmm. 55, 15 years. Um, well, if they would like to retire early, that means that they're going to have to 
somehow generate um, a, a passive income mm-hmm. at the age mm-hmm. of 50 that is currently matching something close to their their income today. Right. Well, that's going to mean that they're going to have to choose to invest 10, 15, 20, maybe even 30% of their current income into some sort of, you know, uh, interest yielding investment or mm-hmm. profit producing mm-hmm. investment like real estate or um, storage units or mm-hmm. mutual funds or something like that. That is a very important that's a very big choice that that a person needs to make if they want to retire early or or maybe if they don't have enough money to invest that way they have to choose to to create a side hustle that's going to generate 10 15 or 20,000 dollars a year that they can uh, that they can then invest that money mm-hmm. um, but but these are tough choices and in order to do that you have to maybe choose to adjust your current level of living mm. your expenses or mm-hmm. you might have to go on a vacation every other year instead of every year Mm-hmm. I mean, these are these are choices that will literally help to create that early retirement for yourself, and that's really how how we we create uh, the future for ourselves. Okay, okay. So what you're saying is, in a very real sense, our future it just rests in our own hands, and that's because of the choices that we make. Well, yes and no. I mean, yes, that is what I'm saying, but not completely. I mean, okay. our 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 future. We're we're people of faith. I'm mm-hmm. a pastor. You're a pastor. Mm-hmm. Our future ultimately rests in God's hands. I mean, we don't mm-hmm. know what a day is going to mm-hmm. bring. I just got a, a, another phone call this morning. Mm-hmm. A very healthy man in our community, fifty-eight years old, uh, passed mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. You know, so and, and it, he, he by looking at him, you would have thought, man, this guy's a picture of health. He's he's fit. Yeah. He eats well. Um, so we don't we don't our future is not in our hands completely. I mean, somebody could run right, a stop sign right, right. and and end our lives. Sure, sure, sure. However, however, I do believe that God puts more of our future in our hands than than we think. Okay. <laughs> he by empowering us with this thing called choice, and you know, some people might be thinking, "Well, is that biblical? Is that a, in the Bible?" And and when you really look at the Bible, you find that yes, this is true. I mean, yeah. if, even in the Old Testament. There's this passage of scripture where where uh, the basically Moses is passing the baton to Joshua, and they're going to move into the promised land. Mm-hmm. But but Moses is still in charge at this particular moment, and God is speaking to Moses, and He's telling them to to communicate some very hard truths to the to the children of Israel. And in Deuteronomy chapter thirty, verse nineteen, the, these these are powerful words. Listen to this: uh, God says through Moses, "Today I have given you the choice between life and death." between blessings and cursings. Like it's it's up to you. Mm -hmm. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life, Moses says, Mm. so that you and your descendants might live in the land. I mean, that's, that's, to be human is to choose. Like God is mm-hmm. saying to you and to me and to us, even in the New Testament, like choose to follow me, like choose to obey me, choose to love me. Though, and, and those choices have consequences. And when you make those choices, we really are uh, partnering with God to create our future. Hmm. I'm sitting here thinking of all of the really strong, bad choices that I've made <laughs> with so many choices on a daily basis, 35,000. Uh, so many people, me, struggle to make the those great choices. I'm thinking about how uh, made a great choice for a husband, but then on our honeymoon bought a timeshare. 
Kids, if you're listening, don't buy timeshares on your honeymoon. <laughs> you're high on love in Mexico. You shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be buying the timeshares. But it took us it took us five years to figure out as 23-year-old people how to navigate getting mm. out of a timeshare in Mexico. Wow. wow. And that was a really like bad choice. I mean, I know I make little bad choices too here and there, but um, I need to know how to make the, the great choices. And and they're all flooding back to me right now, but I'm sure you're not in that situation. But. Well, I have definitely made my share of poor choices. Uh, <laughs> I, one that comes to mind, it was when I was young, I think we make these decisions when we're young. I went to a motivational seminar with a Zig Ziglar and some other big you know names and and uh, one of the seminar, one of the speakers did a basically a forty-minute, um, you know, commercial for his product, yeah. and it was this investing product that he had. And there, the 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 pitch was: if you buy the software and you work the system for twenty minutes a day, you can make all this money in the stock market. Okay. And I was young, and I'm like, man, if it's that simple, you know, sell when it's red and buy when it's green, and. I can do that. So, you know, there were three different versions. There was like the $1,000 version, the $2,000 version, and the $4,000 version. Of oh, course, no. we right. bought the $4,000 okay. version, which which back in my 20s, $4,000 well, yeah. was a mountain. I mean, it still is a lot of money today. Um, and, and so I, we, Jackie and I, we bought, we bought the full Cadillac version of this deal. We did not make a dime. Oh, no. We couldn't figure it out. It took more work than we thought. And yeah. we, we just lost the $4,000. And I mean, we've all made those choices, whether it was a purchase on a car or a relationship that right. we got oh, into. Man. It was yeah. like, why did I start dating him? Why did I start dating her? Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we've mm-hmm. all made poor choices. So, But the, the hope is, is that we can get better. Yeah. And I think we can. Like you can get better at anything. You can get better at making choices. And that's why that's why I'm really passionate about this. I want to talk talk this through. Let's dive in. Okay, so I've got I've identified six kind of things that have helped me in my life make better choices. There's okay. definitely more than this, but uh, we'll just work through these. The first one is to decide ahead of time. And here's okay. what I mean by that. A lot of the choices that we make on a, on a regular basis mm-hmm. can be decided ahead of time before we actually have to make the choice. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me see if I can explain that. Um, if you decide ahead of time that you are going to be a person who tells the truth ahead of time, mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. anything happens, when a situation arises, say next week, Mm-hmm. where you're put in a spot where it's like, man, it would be really nice to tell a lie here because <laughs> then I would avoid this pain or right. get out of this right. situation. Guess what? You don't lie. Yeah. Because you've already decided ahead of time that you are a person who tells the truth. Yeah. This is this is the power of wedding vows. Now, I don't really think... <laughs> Obviously, people don't understand what they're really deciding. Otherwise, they wouldn't get divorced so easily. But they're deciding in their wedding when they say mm-hmm. these words, uh, for richer or for poor, mm-hmm. for sick in sickness and in health. Yeah. You know, when things are good, when things are bad. Yeah. I'll be faithful to you. I'll be loyal. To, I'll tell death to us part. Yeah. What they're doing is they're deciding ahead of time mm-hmm. that when, like right now things are great, we're in love, blah, blah, blah. There's, there's, yeah. there's flowers, there's dresses, there's all these just fun, fun, fun. Well, we're deciding like when it goes bad, when it gets sour, or I'm not bailing on you. Mm-hmm. If they really did make that decision, 
they would, when it got bad and when it was tough and when there was no money and when someone gets cancer, there wouldn't be this, you know, this, this divorce or when there's a betrayal or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Deciding ahead of time. Let me, let me give you a, 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 maybe a little bit more of a, a practical example in terms of every day. This mm-hmm. is how this helps mm-hmm. me. I've decided ahead of time that I am going to exercise. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 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 today, tomorrow, every day, I'm going I'm going to I'm going to get a workout in of some some sort. Mm-hmm. So when it when the time comes, like today at five o'clock or whatever, and and I'm busy and I'm tired and the and the and there's a this there, there there's there's this moment of decision: should I go to the gym or should I not go to the gym? Well, for me, that there is no decision. I've already decided. Mm, mm-hmm. So there's no there there's no debate internal mm-hmm. debate. Oh, I don't feel like going today or I don't feel, well, it's busy or the traffic is heavy or I've got to go, I got another meeting at seven or blah, blah. Nope, I'm going. Yeah. I'm going because I've already decided ahead of time. And people do this. Uh, I have friends who do this with their, with their food. They, do, they, they meal prep on Sunday. Mm. And so they, they've decided what they're going to eat. For the whole week. <laughs> on Sunday, for the whole week. Yeah. So, so when they're at the office yeah. on, a, on a Wednesday afternoon and, and it's like, hey, let's get pizza. And everybody orders. They're like, no, nah, I'm not going to eat pizza. Because no. I've already decided that I've, this is my meal. And they've got yeah. a little Tupperware there with their chicken and rice, whatever it is they have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the power of deciding ahead of time. You can really help yourself. You remove the emotion and you make better choices. No, that's, yeah, I've I've done that one area specifically that was very, um, like I really had to think about doing it. It was a few years ago and I decided that as a leader, anger, which is something that um, comes very quickly and very easily to me, hurts the organization. But mm. gentleness helps to heal whatever situation that I'm in in the church. And so even though I still feel angry sometimes um, with the responses that people give me, one, I try to fix my face and then respond with gentility because it just, it goes farther and uh, we know a gentle answer turns away wrath and anger. So um and That's you can get to the bottom. Hard, you can get to the it's bottom of the, you can fix what's going on if yeah. you remove the emotion, you remove the anger. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I still feel it internally, sure. but it actually helps it to fade more quickly when, um, when I don't choose to lean into it as a leader and yeah. try to move things forward through anger. That's so good. But long journey, long journey there. So what's next? What's next? Okay, this next one I stole from Henry Cloud from his book, Nine Things You Simply Must Do. It's Mm -hmm. just been such a critical thing for me in my life to help make good decisions. He calls it play the movie. It's the principle of play the movie. And what he means by that is when you're about to make a choice, just act like your life is a movie and that this Mm -hmm. choice is going to impact how the movie ends. And do you like that ending? Do you like the way play, play, hit play? And Mm -hmm. do you like the way your life unfolds after you make this choice? And what it does is it just sobers you up. It Mm -hmm. helps you to see and think, okay, there is a ripple effect to this choice. Do I like the results of it? Mm -hmm. Recently, Andy Stanley, a pastor in in, uh, Atlanta, wrote a book called Better Decisions, Fewer Regrets. We just Mm -hmm. got it. We just picked it up. And it's a book about how to make better decisions. And in the book, he's got a great quote. He says, every decision that you make becomes a permanent part of your story. What story do you want to tell? 
Ugh. And it's the same idea. Yeah. You know, like I make this choice to, to date this person or take this job or to leave this job or to whatever choice you're trying to make or you, you are going to make, that becomes part of your story. Okay. What story do you want to tell? Mm-hmm. Play the movie. Had a, a huge part of what helps me, and, and, and this is kind of a vulnerable thing, but I think people need to hear it because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people making these types of choices. One of the things that helps me stay faithful to my wife and not commit adultery mm. is this very principle. If I do that, cheat on my wife. Right. If, do I like the way that story unfolds? Mm. Do I like the way my family breaks apart? Do I like the way I lose my influence as a Christ follower, as a pastor? Do I like what that does to the church? And all of a sudden you go, oh my gosh, that's a terrible story. Right. That's awful. And in fact, I've seen that story played out Mm -hmm. all over our country where pastors have done that very thing. Mm -hmm. And then you, Mm -hmm. so you get to, not only do I have to imagine it, we get to see it. Yeah. And like the destruction and the hurt and the pain and the confusion that comes. And, and I don't want, I don't want that story for my life. So it's, so it's real easy to say, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, play the movie. It's a powerful, powerful principle. No, that's so good. When, when we were younger, Jason and I decided, um, that we were going to, uh, we played forward the movie of our kids and them going to college and us, wanting them to have a leg up a little bit and be able to pay for us pay for their college and when we played that movie out and knew what we had to do on the back end to do that it wasn't easy to pay for save for their college and pay for our student loans because we paid student loans on into our 30s and that's what watching us have to walk that out then playing forward our kids movie for them because they can't do that when they're babies they Mm -hmm. don't know um that was pivotal in us. Like that's one of the good choices that we made, not the timeshare choices, the good <laughs> choices that we made. But you didn't want them to have to carry student debt into their thirties. Exactly. Like that. we did. Yes. Yeah. You felt yes. that. That's ter- That's a terrible burden upon young people. Right. And so you made a choice to, to, to fund their college. I love that. That's a yeah. per- perfect example. Yeah, we did. Okay, so what's our next one? Okay, so this one's super quick. This is just get all the information before you make a choice. Do, <laughs> do your background research, okay? Yeah, yeah. Everybody leaves a wake behind them. So if you're thinking about dating somebody, look at the wake. You know, are there any dead bodies in the mm, water? You know, there you <laughs> just, go. <laughs> just, just check out their family. Like, yeah. Do your research. It's never been easier to do this before because of Facebook and everything. Just check out their right. story and, you know, um, don't, over, don't, don't let your emotions overlook the data yeah. of, of what's there. The, the other night uh, for Mother's Day, um, Jackie wanted to play uh, her favorite board game, which is uh, Ticket to Ride. You, you, <laughs> it's good. Your it's kids good. Like, yeah, it's a good it. game. And and there's a lot of strategy involved. Yeah. And so I've, I've, I get beat by my kids. Usually Jackie wins. And, <laughs> but this particular time, I'm like, I'm really going to think this through. And I had a great strategy. You know how they give you, if those of you who've never played this game, you get you get three destination cards and you get to keep three of them if you want, or you right. can give one back, but you have to keep two. And then you have to basically make a train from one destination to another. And so I got these three cards. I'm like, man, I think I could do all three of these. These are great. Yeah. And so I'm coming down the home stretch. Um, I'm basically in the lead, you know, it's tight, but I'm in the lead and I'm six trains away from completing my third destination. And I notice all of a sudden I don't have enough trains. Oh, no. 
and you know you've played the game. That's yeah, that, that's not a good that's thing. The kiss of death because right there. the and, and and this destination was like New York to Vancouver. It oh. was the long one. Okay, so so I'm you. so I'm sick. Yeah, so if you don't complete the destination, you it's minus twenty, <laughs> minus yes. twenty points. So I I'm looking at this, and I, all of a sudden I realize like I've nobody told me the rules. Like you, like they give you three cards, but they don't tell you, you might not have enough trains to complete three <laughs> destinations. And so I'm start, I start complaining to my wife, like, this isn't fair. Like, why do you, why is it, why isn't it clear that, that, that you might not, you have to make sure you have enough trains to complete. And so I'm, I'm, I'm moaning and groaning and complaining because, because I lost and I, I yeah. didn't want to lose again. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, I did. It's my fault. It's my, I did not get the information necessary to make the, the best choice. I shouldn't have picked all three destinations. Yeah, but I bet that made the game very enjoyable for your wife and children. <laughs> Get the information. Get the information. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, what's next? Okay, so this one is super simple. Man, run your decision past a trusted, wiser friend. Oh, that's good. Dave Ramsey says, don't and ask financial advice of your broke brother-in-law. <laughs> Okay. Go to somebody who knows what the heck they're talking about and say, Hey, I trust you. I know you have my best interests. I'm about to make this choice. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Because they're going to have an opinion, Mm -hmm. opinion about it afterward anyway. And then it's too late. It's too late, man. I could have told you that if you'd asked me. And so what I try to do when I'm making an important decision of any kind of substance, I I run it by my friends. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a proverb in Proverbs 11, 14, in the multitude of counselors, there's safety. Mm -hmm. So you protect yourself from making a poor decision by inviting other people into the decision to speak to it. Yeah, no, that's really good. Gleaning off of someone else's life experience is super helpful. Absolutely. Super helpful. Okay, let's keep going. Okay, so this one is for people of faith and this is you and I. This is mm-hmm. this is this is like simple decision making one oh one. But like look at what the scripture says. Like yeah. God has given us the Bible, mm. the inspired word of God. Mm-hmm. It doesn't speak to every single issue of our life. Like there's not a verse for every single decision we make, but a lot of decisions there actually is insight. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite verses is Psalm 119, 105. It says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Mm. So the word of God does speak to relationships. It does speak to finances. And so is there a passage of scripture that speaks directly to this decision? A lot mm. of people make a really poor decision when it comes to dating. Uh, people of faith struggle with this. They'll, they'll, they'll date somebody that is not a Christ follower. Mm. Well, there's a scripture, a passage of scripture in First Corinthians that says, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Like right. you're breaking that scripture. It's not gonna go well for you. Right. And, and even if a person is a Christ follower, it doesn't necessarily mean that that you should date them because maybe they're not a committed Christ follower. Yeah. Uh, maybe they're, they're, they're just a new Christ follower. It doesn't mean that they're running the same speed you're running just because they've, they go to church or they've asked Jesus to right. be their savior. So right. um, look into the scriptures and see if there's a principle there that helps you make, this, make the decision. When you said running the same race that you're running, that reminded me of a metaphor you gave the teenagers when you were the youth pastor. Um, you're running a race, literally your life. And if somebody can come in and run with you at just the same speed, mm-hmm. then that's the one that, I mean, when you said that they could date, <laughs> that they could date. But if you have to chase somebody or pull them, then that's a good indicator yeah. that this isn't for now. This yeah. isn't the one. Yeah, so. you definitely don't want to be pulling somebody 
and they're holding you back and you're trying to go at a pace yeah and they're they're just they're they're almost like dead weight and that can be really painful because some people date a long time before or during the dating time like they pick up their speed and you're still going the same pace and it's just time to let yeah. that go let yeah. that go that's hard it's hard. Okay, let's keep going. Yeah. So this last one um, is perhaps maybe the the, the most important one, um, but I would say that it's asking yourself the question when you're making this when you're making a choice. Does this choice help me to get to where I want to go? Does this choice create the future I desire? Going back to the quote from from Erwin McManus, God gives us this ability to choose. And in giving us that ability, invites us in to participate mm-hmm. in creating the future. It's in fact the future is made from the material of our choices. And if that is true, which I believe it is, then we have to ask ourselves: Is this current choice I'm making going to help to create the future that I desire? Mm. Uh, several years ago, Andy Stanley, again, we're, we're fans of his in North Point. Um, if, if our listeners haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> um, he did a series called The Best Question Ever. In fact, he turned it into a book. Mm-hmm. And uh, The Best Question Ever, according to Andy, is what's the wise thing to do? And it's a book about decision-making. It's a right. fantastic book if, if our listeners want to pick it up. And in that book, he talks about asking what's the wise thing to do through three and, and asking that question by through three lenses. The first mm-hmm. one is my past experience. What's the wise thing to do mm-hmm. in light of mm-hmm. where I've been? And now that's important because we all have a past right, and right. our past reveals our strengths and our weaknesses, where we get tripped up. You know, and and so now I have a decision. Well, what's the best decision based on where I've been? That's very that's, there's that that brings a lot of clarity. Mm-hmm. The second lens is what's the wise thing to do considering my present circumstances? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Do I have children? Do I not have children? How does this affect them? What's my current income? All these different variables of your present situation. Mm-hmm. I like both of those: the present, the past. I like this next lens the best. Yeah. What's the wise thing to do considering my future hopes and dreams? In other words, how will this choice impact where I go? Will it help me get there? Will Mm -hmm. it stop me from getting there? Mm. This is huge for us. Right. And this has been probably the most guiding principle for me in terms of making making the decisions that I've made in my life. Mm, Where you want to be. Where I want to be. your hopes and dreams for the future. Yes, looking yes. forward. I'll give you. I'll give you a, a one really, uh, probably clear example from my life. Okay. I've got this vision in my head mm-hmm. of of uh, the future. I'm I'm a 70 year old guy. Um, hopefully, <clears throat> still healthy and in shape yeah. and feeling good. And I'm, 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 I've, I've rented a big, you know, beach house with mm-hmm. with eight bedrooms or something like that. And my three children are there, and they're they're my their wives are and husband, their spouses are there. And then the grandkids are there. Jackie's there, and we're just on the beach and we're celebrating for I don't know a week, ten days, whatever. All expenses paid by Grandpa. Right? <laughs> I've got a pocket full of cash that I'm dishing out to the grandkids, candy, you know, and everyone wants to be there and everyone loves each other and we're having a blast and we're making meals and we're going to the beach and we're having fun. We're sitting around a fire at night. That's what I have in my, that's the compelling future I have, Mm, mm -hmm. you know, and I know it's just a vacation, but you know, I want that quality of life. Right, right, right. Well, okay. Let's, let's back things up. 
I'm in my 40s now. What will I have to do? What choices will help me to get there? Yeah. You know, my body, health and fitness, yeah. the food I eat, my heart, my mind, my relationship with Jackie, my relationship with my children. All of, I, I'm, I'm doing those things right now, but am, right. I, am I doing those relationships and handling, making choices in light of that future? The answer is yes. Mm-hmm. So my choices today are shaped by the future I'd like to experience. Oh, that's good. I think if we all did that, man, we would make such better choices. Yeah, put your lens out further. What's the wise thing to do in light of my future hopes and dreams? Mm, That's good. Well, by way of review, let me just recap the six. Decide ahead of time. Play the movie out, play that movie. Three, get all the information Run it by a trusted friend or mm-hmm. a wiser friend. Five, what does the scripture say? Go back to the scriptures. And six, does this choice help me get where I want mm-hmm. to go yeah. in light of my future hopes and dreams? Yeah. We've talked a lot about how to make the, the greater choices, but in closing, if you would, and I would love to hear this, what do you think is the best decision that you've made in your life? Wow, um, okay, it's a great question. I'll share two. I'll share two. Okay. Okay. So the best decision I ever made by far is to put my faith in Jesus Christ Mm, at 17 years old. Mm -hmm. And I made that decision based on what I wanted my future to look like. Mm. I believe that we are eternal beings. Mm -hmm. And when a person dies, their spirit, their soul continues to live on somewhere. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. based on my understanding of the Bible, there is uh, two places that you can go. You can go up or you can go down. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to go down. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think anybody wants to go down. No, no, no. And so I started to listen and pay attention that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sin. He paid the penalty so that I didn't have to go down Mm -hmm. so that I could go up, so I could Mm -hmm. be forgiven and experience eternal life. Mm -hmm. So by far, best decision decision I ever made, made it based on my future hopes and dreams. Mm -hmm. Second decision, without a doubt, is my decision to marry Jackie. And let me tell you why. Because I, first of all, she's she's absolutely an incredible woman. Mm. Mother, wife, person, friend. She has integrity. She has compassion. She's just Mm. an amazing, amazing person. Um, But I made that decision based again on this principle of, okay, what do I want my future to look like? We got married when we were very young. We started Mm -hmm. dating when we were 20, got married at, uh, I was 22, she was 21. I think Mm -hmm. I got that right, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) She's gracious, she'll forgive me if you didn't. (laughs) Yeah, August 14th, 1999. So somewhere close to that. I might've been 23, she might've been 22. But, uh, you know, we were so young and, and, and all I had was like, I, I knew that I wanted to marry somebody that would help to create this the, the, a life of friendship and a life of peace, a life of joy, a life of impact. Mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to make an impact with my life. I didn't know I was going to be a pastor, mm-hmm. but I knew I mm-hmm. wanted to help people. She wanted to help people. I wanted to have a home centered on faith and Christ. That's what she wanted. Mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to have children and raise godly family. That's what she wanted. Mm-hmm. Like I did all these investigation. Right, like I right. got the information. I got right. this one right. I gathered information. I checked out her past. What was her relationship like with her father and mother? Mm-hmm. What was her home-like life? 
uh, her, uh, her, yes. Like, was she a church going girl, you know, growing up and I'm gathering and I'm looking and I'm, I'm gathering and I'm asking the question, you know, if I marry her, what is the future going to, is it going to help to create this future that, that I hope to have one day? And the answer mm. kept coming back. Yes, yes, yes. In fact, I'll tell you this. I don't know if I've ever told anybody this really. When I was before I was dating Jackie, she had written in her Bible at Liberty University that, and this is amazing, she still has it. She says, one day, Lord, I feel like you are gonna have me marry a pastor. Mm-hmm. And again, we weren't even dating and she didn't even know where that thought came from. Right. And I didn't even wanna be a pastor <laughs> when we started dating. <laughs> right, right, right. It came, that came after. And I look back on it, I was like, you know what? That's what, that's, that's exactly the type of person that I needed mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. my wife is totally on board with making a difference in people's lives and mm-hmm. helping and, mm-hmm. uh, and bringing the gospel to people who need to hear it. And so I, I just love how that, that whole thing worked out. And of course, God was involved in that. That wasn't my doing. I participated in it by right. making, making the decision and right. thinking things through based on what I wanted for my future. Uh, but yeah, that was definitely the best decision that I ever made. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. That's wonderful. And you know, month after month, we love sharing time with you here on the podcast. It's a prayer. It's a joy. It's privilege. wonderful. It's wonderful. And so we hope that this has been a blessing to you. We hope that you'll be able to share this with someone, you know, on any platform you're listening, we want to hear your feedback. So mm-hmm. if you would rate the podcast, leave things that you want to hear Pastor Danny talk about, we're always looking for new topics. Additionally, every book and scripture that he listed today will be in the show notes. So you can check that out too. And we would love to have you back next month. God bless.